Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Wednesday, November 29th. On this date in 1963, a week after the Kennedy assassination, President Lyndon Johnson named a commission headed by Earl Warren to investigate the crime. It would conclude the following year that Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone in the president's killing. For your morning trivia, on this date in 1961, an astronaut named Enos was launched from Cape Canaveral aboard the Mercury Atlas V spacecraft. But Enos wasn't a person. But what kind of animal was he? I'll have that answer coming up. But first, it's time to check in on your Live 5 first alert weather forecast. And good morning to you, meteorologist Joey Sovine here on a cold start to our Wednesday morning. Make sure you allow some extra time to warm up the cars, get the frost off the windshields. Temperatures starting out on average close to freezing. We'll be in the 50s though later this morning, mid to upper 50s for highs. Still a cool afternoon, but obviously better than this morning as temperatures will start to warm up. That's a trend over the next couple of days. One more cold night tonight, 33 degrees on average. 62 tomorrow afternoon. Clouds start to increase late. A couple of showers possible late Friday. Scattered rain around. Saturday looks fairly wet at times. And then Sunday having to dodge a few showers as well. High temperatures this weekend close to 70. You're listening to Morning Y'all. Your local headlines and first alert weather forecast. Powered by the Low Country's news leader, Life 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. A new stern sentence for convicted killer and disgraced lawyer Alec Murdoch. A judge accepted a plea deal for an additional 27 years in prison for the millions Murdoch stole from clients. Blair Sable was in court as his victims finally had their say and explains what happens next. The hearing was a rare opportunity for Alec Murdoch's victims to confront and in some cases forgive him. You lied. You cheated. You stole. I asked you. What kind of animal are you? Boy, I gave you my all. I would do the money you stole from me, you could have asked me for it, and I would have gave it to you if that's how I felt about you and your family. I want you to know that I forgive you. My prayers and endeavors shall be with you, and God bless you. Murdoch was facing 101 charges for a scheme to steal money from his clients over the span of a decade. Prosecutors reached a plea deal of 27 years, which Murdoch will have to serve 80% of before an opportunity for parole. Lead prosecutor Creighton Waters called it essentially a life sentence. It represents a singular accountability for white-collar offenses, the likes of which no one can find another example, state or federal, throughout the country. Murdoch promised the judge he was committed to being a better person. And while he did take accountability for his financial crimes, he wanted to hammer home the point that he would never hurt his wife or son. And that's really where this saga goes next as his defense team works to clear his name of their murders. Prosecutors say they're ready for whatever comes next. In Beaufort, Blair Sable, My 5 News. We've got an update on the legal battle involving a controversial development on Calhoun Street in downtown Charleston. A state judge has now ruled that the Preservation Society can join the city of Charleston to fight against that ongoing legal appeal filed by the developer behind the project. That developer filed the appeals after the city's Board of Architectural Review denying its designs several times. Live Five's Destiny Kennedy joins us live in downtown Charleston on Calhoun Street. So, Destiny, why did the Preservation Society feel it was so important to participate in this appeal? Katie Shelby, officials with the Preservation Society, told me this allows them to have a seat at the table to ensure transparency as they feel the developer is trying to litigate its way to approval after being denied. 
The proposed project designed by the company S.E. Calhoun LLC for 295 Calhoun Street was first submitted at the beginning of 2020. The proposed eight-story apartment building with a parking garage was denied several times by the city's Board of Agricultural Review with the full support of the Preservation Society. The denial is due to the general agriculture direction. The company then filed an appeal and a request in 2021 for a mediation with the Board of Agricultural Review. There are a total of three ongoing lawsuits. Recently, a state judge granted the Preservation Society's request to participate in the ongoing legal appeal over the designs being denied by the Board of Agricultural Review. The Preservation Society has repeatedly opposed proposals by the company for an overly massive building that's out of context with the historic Hurston Village neighborhood. Brian Turner, the president and CEO of the Preservation Society, tells me they aren't against development in that area. We do want to see a building in the site. Um, it, it's zoned for it, but we want to see it of the architectural style and quality that fits within our historic district. And I hope that they take um, a lesson learned here um, and uh, work with our architects to, to get an improved design. I reached out to the attorney for the developer who stated they understand that the court is allowing the Preservation Society to express their opinion in legal briefs and arguments. Reporting live in Charleston, Destiny Kennedy, Live 5 News. Thanks, Destiny. A hot button issue was discussed at last night's Charleston City Council meeting. City officials are now saying $100,000 will be set aside for a study to determine the future of the Sumar Street project. Officials say the study will focus specifically on the need for office and meeting spaces in the West Ashley community as Charleston continues to grow. And it comes after a long back and forth debate on what to do with the land that once housed a Piggly Wiggly for years. If the budget to fund the study is adopted, City officials say they hope to get the study done early next year. The College of Charleston is shifting to a new campus framework plan to help it determine the needs of both staff and students. The college says its facilities team is reviewing the use of instructional spaces and seats in the classroom. Officials say right now, overall room utilization appears to be lower than it should be, sitting at 44% of rooms booked on weekdays instead of the ideal 78%. The college says it'll also address the size of the classrooms, noting some rooms are too small for the number of students using them. A potential zoning plan could bring some big changes and a new development to the front of the community along Woodland Shores Road on James Island. Neighbors met at James Island Baptist Church last night to learn more about the proposal. Our Caitlin Ashbaugh heard from developers and neighbors about the pros and the cons. The group met to discuss the empty lot behind me, which is etched into Woodland Shores Road and Maybank Highway. Developers asking the community their thoughts on a proposed plan to build a neighborhood market with gas pumps attached to it, while neighbors fought back, saying it needs to be something that's more cohesive and family-oriented. The plot of land is currently owned by the Charleston branch of Jupiter Holdings, LLC. Representatives Eddie Buck and Fred Whittle proposed the lot currently being used as a paid parking area be turned into a neighborhood market with gas pumps. The LLC says they wanted to avoid negative impacts to the surrounding community, keeping activity within the site and keeping traffic out. Out of a room full of neighbors, the majority said it does the opposite, attracting the chance of heavier traffic and climate concerns, reducing neighborhood character. 
The proposed land also sits between two existing gas stations within a mile of the neighborhood street. In place of the pit stop, neighbors instead suggested daytime businesses like flower shops, produce stands, daycares, or even a green space. Developers said putting a property on site would, quote, open the doors to achieving the traffic studies and safety measures community members have long been fighting for. My husband and I live in his grandparents' home. That's our forever home. We are planned to be here for hopefully 50, 60 years. So I, I care very much about what's going to happen in the long term. And if that site is, is ruined um, environmentally, then what are we stuck with? The developer's got his money. He can move on. But what about us? Developers did mention that this is pretty early in the planning process for them, and they're hoping to have more public forums in the future to gauge community impact and opinions. The LLC did not accept a request to comment after the meeting. In Charleston, Caitlin Ashbaugh, Life 5 News. 16 years of tragedy, delays, construction, and changes later, the Charleston 9 Memorial along Savannah Highway is almost complete with some new updates as well. Back on June 18th of 2007, nine Charleston firefighters were killed while fighting a fire at the former Sofa Superstore. The memorial's layout now was modeled after a Nautilus shell. Officials say they used the inspiration of that shell to allow the community to pass by the exact location where those fallen passed away. Olive trees, benches, and a donor patio were all places around the memorial. An official grand opening for that memorial has not yet been announced. Family, loved ones, and dignitaries are honoring the memory of former President Jimmy Carter's wife, First Lady Rosalind Carter. Former President Carter was joined by President Joe Biden, all the living First Ladies and others at yesterday's service in Atlanta. Rosalind Carter died November 19th at the age of 96. She's remembered as a lifelong humanitarian and a passionate advocate for a number of causes, including mental health and caregiving. Her memorial service will continue today with a private funeral for her family and friends at the Carter's Maranatha Baptist Church in Plains, Georgia. In just four years, the Medical University of South Carolina's Management of Maternal Diabetes, or MOM, program has helped support more than 400 healthy births right here in the Lowcountry. The MOM program is just one of three diabetes-free SC programs serving women across the Palmetto State. And providers say it's helped serve more than 1,500 births in total. Doctors with MUSC say women with diabetes are at higher risk when it comes to birth, so the program is a one-stop shop when it comes to care. You can learn more about this program and all of the care that it provides on our website. Just click on this story. A newly renovated park is being unveiled today in Somerville. More than $50,000 was raised for the project to upgrade Hugey Park on West Richardson Avenue. And today you can expect to see all types of additions like a rain garden, updated playground equipment, fencing and new landscaping. The Leadership Dorchester Class of 2023 supported that project and says it's honored to have played a role. What you're seeing on the screen now is what the playground looked like before the renovation. Some of this equipment was around and installed back in the early 1950s, so it was definitely due for an upgrade. Now, aside from some of the new amenities, one of the cool things that brought this project to life was how that money, that $50,000, was raised. People and organizations who helped fund the project had their names engraved in the brick and they were placed in the park as a legacy platform. Amy Adams with the town of Somerville says when the community collaborates together, quote, we are able to accomplish so much more than any one of these organizations could have done independently. She adds that the final project is something to be proud to offer to the greater Somerville area. Great to see that. 
The park's ribbon cutting ceremony will be today at 2.30 at 615 West Richardson Avenue in Somerville. You will need to RSVP before you go. You can find a link to do just that on live5news.com. Just look under the big red box. At the beginning of the show, I told you that Enos, an animal astronaut, was launched from Cape Canaveral in the Mercury Atlas V spacecraft. It orbited the Earth and then returned. What kind of animal was Enos? You are correct if you guessed that he was a chimpanzee. Celebrating birthdays this Wednesday, actress Diane Ladd is 88, actor-comedian Howie Mandel is 68, actor Andrew McCarthy is 61, actor Don Cheadle is 59, singer Jonathan Knight of New Kids on the Block is 55, actress Anna Ferris is 47, and actor Lucas Black is 41. Thank you so much for joining us for Morning Y'all, powered by Live 5 News. I'm Katie Kamen. Hope you have a great Wednesday. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.